Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our LinkedIn cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back. I hope you all had a fabulous Thanksgiving. And I know Nancy and I did, and Jonathan... (laughs) Rick, uh, Stu's, uh, I think he had a little too much to eat because he's not, he's feeling a little queasy this morning. So <laughs> Stu Stewart will not be in today, but um, it's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be a great show and uh, a, lo- a lot of stuff. I, You know, um, your regular listeners probably get tired of hearing me say this, but just when I think uh, the car business can't getting, get more, what's the word, tumultuous? I mean, we're... Uh, we're, we're zigging and zagging and accelerating and decelerating and crazy, crazy stuff is happening in the retail automobile business. And, of course, that brings the manufacturers in, too. Uh, we had that bombshell uh, we talked about last week with Amazon uh, going into the automobile business. Now, that's something we've been joking about. I mean, I just didn't think it could happen, to be honest with you. State franchise laws prohibited, but sure enough. Uh, come January, you want to buy Hyundai, let's go to Amazon.com, and there you go. Probably get a Prime member discount, too. So uh, this is a real shakeup of the automotive world. Interestingly enough, since the announcement, there has not been a hue and cry from the manufacturers or the dealers or the dealer associations, which uh, at first it surprised me, but then I realized the intensity of the the, the seriousness of this change uh, caught everybody off guard. Uh, the manufacturers, uh, the dealers, the dealer associations, and you, uh, the car buyers. So, uh, I don't know if this will be something you want to talk about, but I can tell you this. If you want to buy a Hyundai, I w- I'd wait till January. Uh, if you want to buy a Hyundai, Amazon is going to be selling them. And uh, there's a lot we don't know about the exact details of that. But I promise you, if the biggest retailer in the world and the richest man in the world is involved with a company, it's going to be pretty much uh, a competitor. And it's going to be out there to keep a lot of things, change a lot of things about buying Hyundai's uh, as compared to what uh, we've been able to show you with the mystery shopping reports on Earl Street on Cars. So there we are. Uh, didn't mean to get off on a rant, but that's such important news. I did want to talk about the Amazon Hyundai thing. Uh, but what we really want to talk about is what you want to talk about. And that's the reason hopefully we'll give this number out a lot. We had a uh, listener uh, complained last week because we weren't giving our phone number out often enough, and I hope we don't do that again. Shame on us when we don't. That number is 877-960-9960. Now, if you're a new listener, and we just went live in all the way south, we're in North Palm Beach. Well, we're all over. We're all over the, you know, the country. We're streaming on Facebook, and you know the, uh, the drill, YouTube. Um, we're, we're all over. 
we get a lot of calls from all over the United States and the world. But in, in terms of the intensity of our signal in Florida, where there's a home office here in North Palm Beach, we're all the way down to Miami now. In fact, we have some signal all the way down to, to the Keys, Key West. Um, I'd love to hear from you folks in Miami. Uh, and the reason I say that is because you have a, we, we know the car market is rough down there. I mean, rough, tough, rock'em, sock'em. The car dealers are pretty brutal. We call the Sodom and Gomorrah of the auto retailers, uh, Miami. So we'd love to hear from you. And if you can't call the show now, please write the number down. It's 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. You've got some of the biggest rockin'. Wheeler dealer dealers in the world down there. A Hollywood Toyota, for example, is the second largest Toyota dealership in the world. And uh, you've got Kendall Toyota. They're huge. You've got Al Hendrickson Toyota. They're huge. And that goes for the Honda dealerships. And the all, the all the dealerships in South Florida are big. But the ones in Miami and Fort Lauderdale are giant. So... Uh, Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of cars are sold in that market. And if you're getting this signal on True Oldies for the first time, uh, we're live. Uh, we are live every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can call us at 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And we will prioritize your call. Sitting next to me in the studio is Nancy Stewart. She's my co-host. And about 20 years ago, Nancy and I started this show on a little bitty station called Seaview. Uh, interestingly, it was in the same building that we are now, but it, the station's changed hands and it's grown. And now let's see, uh, Vic Canales uh, Auto Group, well, not the auto group, uh, radio group, I guess what they call themselves. And uh, it's growing and growing and growing. So, um, if uh, if you call, she has a laptop computer there, and she's looking at it, and we have Mike in the control room, and when a call comes through, it goes to Nancy's laptop, and we prioritize the calls because we also get a lot of text. We also get a lot of uh, YouTube posts, Facebook posts. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. We're on YouTube.com forward slash rule on cars. Uh, but we love the radio. Uh, we love the telephone calls. And Nancy will uh, answer the phone. She'll talk to you. And uh, Rick will talk to you. Rick Carney sitting to my right. He's our computer diagnostic auto. Uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, I started to say auto diagnostic computer technician. But he's also a computer technician. I mean, you have to be a computer technician to fix a car today. Rick can fix or diagnose any car. So if you just want to talk about a problem you've got with the operation of your car, the maintenance, or whatever, call 877-960-9960, and Nancy will uh, see that you get the answer to your question. And uh, she also has a special offer that uh, you're not going to believe. If you're, if you're just listening to the show for the first time and you happen to be a female, here's an offer that sounds like it's too good to be true, but it's not. Nancy Stewart will tell you about that offer right now. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. We've got another exciting show this morning. I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. 
We appreciate you. You make the show. Our number is 877-960-9960. And Earl was talking about the uh, Amazon. And uh, wow, how exciting. This breaking news that we talked about last week, you can go to Earl and Cars and you can read um, about this uh, amazing uh, trip to Amazon by uh, Hyundai. And it's called Amazon to the rescue, and you can read the column. It's got all the necessary information in here that you might be interested in asking, but you feel, you know, a little uncomfortable uh, in asking certain questions, you know, about Amazon and this connection uh, with uh, Hyundai. Uh, But we would love to hear from you and uh, ask those questions, and uh, we'll answer them. Our number again is 877-960-9960, and you can also uh, tune in and you can uh, you can grade our mystery shopping report. And guess what? We're in Pennsylvania again. That's all I'll tell you. <laughs> but we're going to Miami pretty soon. But all the new listeners down there, I can't wait to get our Mr. Chopper, Agent Lightning, secret undercover agent, to visit some of those Miami dealers. Mm, guess what I'm going to buy her? A bulletproof vest. There you go. (laughs) Ladies, I have a deal for you. A gift. $50 for the first two new lady callers. $50 for the first two new lady callers. Um, You can just give us a call. Let us know how your transaction went or just call and say hello. No strings. There's a, a unconditional. We just want to build a female audience. So yeah. Nancy will write you a check. She personally writes a check. She personally mails a check. And you will get the check uh, by next Saturday if you are the, one of the first two new female callers. Love to have some female callers from the real South Florida area get down there to the Miami or even south of Miami, but love to hear from you ladies down there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, $50 this time of year, it's a big help. Uh, Again, that number is 877-960-9960. So uh, buckle up, sit back, and have a great time with us. Um, gosh, we have all kinds of callers already this morning, and we have a lot of, I can see on the live chat, we've got people from all over the place, uh, Iowa, Tennessee, uh, Coral Gables, I believe that is. Oh, Coral Gables, that's great. We're looking for the Miami callers. That's in the air, Miami area, greater Miami, yeah. yeah. I better confirm that. I'll take a look at that. Uh, we're going to go to, uh, oh, don't forget youranonymousfeedback.com. Take advantage of that also. Um, and uh, we're going to go to the phones, and we've got some calls backed up. We, uh, John, thank you so much for uh, holding on. Uh, I see that you called the before the show even started. So you must have something interesting to share with us again. Good morning. Is this John calling? Yes, John. John from Palm City. Yes. Listen, this is a major problem. That's why I wanted to, nobody mentioned it. In November 15th, 23, a tremendous article in the New York Times. You can look it up. It's called Sophie's Nabio Catalytic Converter. Here's where it wound up. There's extensive pictures of the recycling plant, which is in uh, Montana, Columbia. There's names, just like this show, names, dealers and salesmen. 
There's names of recycling plants that are involved in this multi-billion dollar uh, operation. It, it's the saddest thing. It, I mean, I'll give you, for instance, my daughter, her roommate in Brooklyn, twice on her Honda, including a, a muffler lock on it. They took the catalytic converter. Each time it cost her $500 uh, deductible. But here's the, here's the, you have to see this article because it has photos, actual photos of tractor trailer trucks full of the catalytic converters from everything, from school buses uh, on the weekends when the school bus is parked. There's like 30 buses at one time they hit, fleet cars, uh, all uh, removal of the catalytic buses. Wow, that's uh, that's becoming a, it's always been a problem, but apparently the problem's really exploded. Did John, are you still there? I think we lost John. Um, John, uh, if you're listening, give us a call back. Um, some other exciting news about the catalytic converters. Um, you know, I, as usual, they're on the rise, but um, I, they had a something very newsworthy, and that was. Uh, uh, a clip uh, that they showed where you could go to Amazon and you can purchase at this alarm. And, um, you know, I don't know how effective it is. Maybe Rick knows something about it. Uh, but uh, you can buy this alarm and it's dirt treat. treat. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty nice uh, to avoid these, you know, thieves that are stealing the catalytic converters. Are you back, John? Okay, we lost John. Okay, well, that was an interesting uh, topic. With all the calls we have back up, uh, backed up, we'll go ahead and move on. We're going to go to Roadrunner Steve, and meep, meep. he is calling from Boynton Beach. Good morning. Good morning. We'll go ahead and move on. We're going to go to Roadrunner Steve. Hey, Steve. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay, I got to make this quick. Uh, for electric vehicles now, they're coming out with tires that are make, trying to make them more soundproof so you don't hear all the noise in the cabin. Seven companies are going to start making these tires. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Steve, are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. You can so you can't up. hear the other person talking, the passenger? No. <laughs> uh, it's no, it's to, to make the tire the, noise go away. Oh, tire yeah, noise. To make the tire noise go away. Oh, oh the, the tire noise. Yeah. Okay. So, to keep it quiet. Well, that's a great idea. You know, yeah. a, with technology, uh, you can select frequencies uh, to block out them. You know, there's a there's a there's a fantastic. Where where, where uh, is that on? Uh, I probably can Google that, right? A friend of mine emailed me that because he has an electric vehicle. Plus, he's a car guy like me. I got you. Well, that's really good. I, you know, uh, new new technology. You just can't stay on top of it. Things are changing so fast uh, that you, if you don't read, if you don't read every day about what's going on, you're obsolete. That's true. That reminds me of the old joke. If you want to have quiet in the car, leave the mother-in-law home. Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good advice. Good advice, All right. Uh, next week, I'm going to tell you a story about Nissan. 
because it would take a little too long. So everybody have a good day. Thank okay. you. Have a great Bye-bye. weekend. We love hearing Thanks, from you, Steve. Steve. Uh, we are going to go to uh, Howard, but first let me say I believe that was Lynn that was calling. Give us a call back. I'm ready to take your call. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Welcome. Had a nice Thanksgiving and no turkey hangover. Thank you. Uh, okay. A uh, question about the next generation Camry. I hear it, uh, you can only get it in a hybrid form. Now, how? what would be the difference between this generation uh, Camry and the next one? Uh, because you can get uh, Camry now with a, uh, a hybrid. You get a hybrid Camry. So how will it be different in the next year? They just won't have a plain gasoline version available. Um, it's kind of like the evolution away from manual transmissions. Uh, try, try to find a manual transmission car nowadays. It's hybrid is the wave of the future, and that's the way Toyota wants to go. Yeah, they got the. You remember, if you think way back uh, to really the first hybrid, the Prius, uh, it cost Toyota more to build them than they sold them for. I mean, uh, and the technology was new, and uh, now they got the cost of hybrids down so low, uh, they say, hey, we're building these Camrys that have got combustion engines. We can build a hybrid for about the same thing uh, as a pure combustion, and the hybrid's far better. So not only do they make more money, the price is lower, and uh, they finally reach economy of scale. Uh, you won't be able to buy, uh, you know, anything in the way of a combustion engine soon. I mean, you just might as well re- figure that's going to happen. But there's there's ten states now that have uh, that have uh, outlawed combustion engine cars in in, uh, in about ten years from now. So about 2033, it will be illegal in ten states to buy a gasoline engine car. It'll have to be an electric vehicle. Yeah, well, I think that's uh, going too far. I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think technology is going to catch up. I don't think you'll be able to do. Uh, uh, get 500 miles out of uh, uh, at least 500 miles out of the uh, uh, electric vehicle. Well, Howard, I think they're by electric vehicle. I think they're including hybrids with that. So and remember, the hybrid is an electric vehicle. It's just uh, not a complete electric vehicle. So yeah, I, I don't. I think you're right. It won't be all electric. But uh, there, if you have a pure gas gasoline combustion engine, it will be illegal in 10 states. Uh, you know California was the first, and then nine other states followed. California, uh, they've always done it. I mean, and I say the same thing you did. Uh, it's never going to work. I remember when they first came out years ago with their ex- extremely stringent um, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, clean air Rules, and they if you want if if you want to go on the express lane on the L.A. freeway, you had to have a hybrid, and uh, I mean they really have made some great changes. I have to admit, although sometimes California makes me feel a little irritated about, I look at them as being radical. They do something radical, and then five, ten years later, everybody's doing it. So whether they're right or wrong, they sure have a huge influence. So do you think uh, in the next 10 years, uh, most cars will be hybrid? Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just uh, they, they would be today. The manufacturers can build the hybrids now. And uh, all they're worried about is phasing out 
you know, to, to completely eliminate a model is, is an expensive thing for a manufacturer to do. Uh, to take an all-gasoline configured engine and uh, with everything else, including the transmission that match it, and and replace it with a hybrid is uh, you you have to close plants. You have to. It's just an expensive thing. Toyota has been working at that for a long time. Uh, they did just uh, you know five years ago they couldn't have done it, but they they can now and they did it. And all the manufacturers will be doing something similar. It'll be an evolution, like Rick said. We're evolving to all electric, and the middle of the evolution is the hybrid. Yeah, I have one other question. Why can't they take the battery out of the trunk and put it in the uh, under the hood? I think that would be uh, the best situation because it would give you more more room. Uh, so when do they plan to do that? Well, they have, right? I mean, the, with the electric vehicles now. Uh, the electric front, vehicles, uh, it's, it's in back, the floor. Got two trunks. <laughs> right. Well, the, 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 it's in the, the battery's located in the floor. Yeah. And like the Toyota BZ4X, up there they have the uh, major conversion boxes, uh, the air conditioning compressor, and things like that. Oh, but they they don't have the uh, hybrid battery in the uh, under under the hood. No, the Camry. Uh, because of the weight of the battery, they like to try to put it more centrally located, and also it's because. Huge. Most I mean, it's flat and wide yeah. and long. It's not not like a battery like you know, we think of a battery. Yeah. Think of a like a piece of plywood that's real thick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you can you can make them quite any almost any shape you want. Yeah. Okay. But one of the issues you have is ninety percent of of collisions the front of your car is what's getting hit. So they don't really want that battery up front, especially a lithium battery, where it's subjected to that major impact. Putting it in various places where it's much more protected by the frame of the car is uh, much better for the yeah, battery itself. That's a good point, Rick. And uh, to your point, uh, Howard, uh, in, in a statement Tuesday, New Jersey Co Coalition of Auto uh, Retailers, they made a statement, uh, just as you did just now, that they think it's really an extreme decision. Uh, but there are states like Virginia, New York, Maryland, Colorado, that are really on board uh, with California. Yeah. Okay. But thank you. Thank, thank, thank you for th your information. You're, you're always great, and I appreciate it. I'll call you next week. Thanks, Thank Howard. you so much. Have a great weekend. Uh, we are going to go to uh, Suzanne, and uh, she is calling us from Royal Palm Beach. Uh, good morning, Suzanne. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you. I've, are you a first-time caller? Yes, ma'am. Okay. You won yourself $50 this morning. And if oh. you if you stay on the line when we're finished talking, um, you can uh, talk to our control room. Um, I believe Mike is in there, and he's uh, with uh, another gentleman. Uh, but you can give them uh, your first, last, and your contact information, your address, and I'll get that check out to you. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. What can we do for you this morning? I was wondering about the towing capacity of trucks. Uh, pardon me? The towing capacity of trucks. Okay. Uh, do you have a specific truck in mind? I just need the the, the minimum. I have to tow um, a John boat with a motor on it. 
Okay, so you're looking at a trailer that's going to be like less than a thousand pounds with like a 200 pound tongue weight. I I would look at a Tacoma. Okay. Well, what about a how about an F-150? Oh, I like that better. I like a bigger truck. Well, I got to admit, Ford makes one incredible truck. Well, I say F-150 because it's the largest selling vehicle in the world. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it, uh, it, it can't be too bad, right? So, uh, But actually, the F-150 is a really good truck. And, there's, uh, there's a reason why they're all over the place. Yeah. 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 Oh. Would it be able to tow something bigger? I depend... Depending on what you're looking to tow, uh, depends on what size camper. truck you want to get. I mean, Ford makes trucks all the way up to, for, for consumer level, all the way up to the F-650. And, I mean, that would literally pull a building down. I mean, it's uh, for towing capabilities, whatever you need to tow, that's you decide on the, what truck you get based on what you're going to tow. Basically, you uh, go, go to Consumer Reports uh, annual auto issue, and they will recommend the best trucks. To give you a, a selection of probably four or five highly recommended trucks by Consumer Reports, you can't go wrong. But uh, the, it, most people buy F-150s when they buy a pickup truck. That's uh, that's uh, that, that should give you some peace of mind. And then if you look at Consumer Reports, they'll give you the whole specifics about all the other trucks too. And the, the I, I, I you should also be more interested in the ones you don't want to buy because Consumer Reports will also tell you these are the trucks you don't want to buy. I, you can't make a mistake if you get one of the top 10 recommended trucks, but you can make a big mistake if you get the one they say, whatever you do, don't don't buy this one. So be careful. And, and Suzanne, uh, like Earl said, Consumer Report, you know, what a great way to go. And in the last two months, uh, the November and, uh, excuse me, the October and the November has so much information in it. And uh, that's the way to go. Always the way to go. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Have a great day. Thank you. Our number again is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, you can take advantage of that text number uh, when we, you know, uh, talk about the mystery shop. You can vote right there at 772-497-6530. And also, you can get in touch with us with... Uh, I forgot what it was. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> You're anonymousfeedback.com. Now back to the recovering car, car dealer. Yeah, uh, the folks from Miami, did, did we get that Coral Gables call? You said uh, we had Coral Gables calling? We did, but they didn't call back. I didn't call back. Yeah, I just, uh, uh, I'm. Uh, we really are looking forward to getting into that market. We didn't talk about our mystery shopping report uh, at the beginning of the show, but uh, for the new listeners, uh, it really is probably the highlight of the show. Uh, every week, and we've been doing it for, for years, we send a undercover agent into a car dealership, secretly uh, pretending to buy a car, and we talk to you know the managers and uh, the sales managers and the salesmen, and uh, we go through the whole process. Uh, and we write that report up, and we tell exactly what transpired. Now, most of you know that in the Gallup Annual Poll on Honesty and Ethics in Professions, Gallup's Annual Poll, they've been doing it since the 70s, 
car dealers come up either last or next to last every single year. And it's just a terrible experience. People say, I'd rather have a root canal than uh, go into a car dealership and buy a car. So we know that. Um, when you uh, talk about good dealers and bad dealers with our mystery shopping reports, we found out that uh, since we've been shopping out of state and we've been doing a lot of shops in Pennsylvania, the smaller towns, even in northern Florida, the smaller towns typically have a little bit better class of dealer in terms of integrity and transparency. But Miami, uh, <laughs> we know that is a rough, tough market. So you folks listening in Miami, uh, I'd love to hear your experiences uh, dealing with some of the uh, car dealers down there. I mean, I don't have to be specific, but if if you're, uh, car dealers in Miami, even if you're not inclined to be a little bit flaky, you have to be to be competitive. When you're when your competition is advertising a car for five thousand dollars more than he'll sell it for, uh, because it's below his cost, and nobody is enforcing the laws down there. The advertising, the the quotes of price, the bait and switch is terrible. So. Uh, if you're listening in Miami, just give us a call at 877-960-9960. We want to get a foot a foothold in Miami so we can send some shoppers down there. Yeah, that'd be a great 877-960-9960. I think that uh, the uh, we're ready to take some texts or, or YouTube or Facebook. Anybody have anything for me? Well, we've got some interesting ones here, like uh, Donovan was mentioning on the caller about the uh, hybrid cars and electric cars. He says, when you have an electric car and you can charge it at home in the evening and then charge again at the end of your day, you really don't need a 500-mile range right now unless you're going to go off traveling. And even then with superchargers, uh, that's going to be you know, pretty easy to do anymore. And let's see here. And, and Donovan also mentions the fact that um, you don't want your battery to uh, be next to anything. Well, the, the hot engine. Right. He says it's putting it up in the front where you have a hot engine. Heat kills batteries, which very true, which is why manufacturers trying to avoid that. And they'll insulate batteries. But of course, with the hybrid battery, it's so much larger that you really don't have room up front. And you would wind up with so much weight up front. The vehicle just wouldn't balance properly. Well, the nice thing about that, the battery is so heavy, it also gives you a lot, the, the, the car sits closer to the road, corners better, and yeah. has less tendency to roll over. Especially by putting it central in the vehicle. Yeah. Does it give it a little more traction? Is that what you mean? It, it can. Uh, but one of the major factors, of course, with, with the electric batteries and the hybrid batteries is the location is chosen for protection in an accident. Because obviously, if that battery becomes ruptured, now you've got the possibility of a fire, which is a very dangerous situation. So the positioning of them is very carefully chosen for protection of that battery. Absolutely. Folks, how do you feel about that? Give us a call, 877-960-9960. And we will go right with Anne Marie's first text here. Good morning. Thanksgiving is more than parades, feasting, football, and online sales. It's a great time to express gratitude to those who help and enlighten us. Therefore, I'd like to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to ask all kinds of automotive questions and get accurate answers. Yes, I can Google my questions, 
but I can't always be sure of the accuracy of the answers found on the internet. Thank you for all your help and information. Anne-Marie, you're very welcome. You know, we should, put, we should put Anne-Marie's picture in our marketing because uh, she's is it just about, uh, she, she's a member of the team. Absolutely. She's here and every if you, Saturday. If you're, a new, if you're a new listener or just tuned us in for the first time, Anne-Marie, like clockwork, always has a, a text, but not just a question or a comment, something that has been researched and has been studied. Uh, she's the most intelligent texter. Uh, and uh, just an amazing woman. So, yeah, we're thankful for you, too. You're part of the team. Yeah. And she Thank hasn't you, let us down this week either. She says, and now comes this week's questions, courtesy of nostalgia, curiosity, and a touch of confusion. When I was a kid, we had four choices of vehicles, cars, station wagons, trucks, and vans. Nowadays, we have cars, trucks, and a rather confusing array of vehicles of varying shapes, sizes, and uses that seemingly replaced the station wagon. Number one, when did the station wagons disappear? <laughs> I can answer that. Okay. Mid to late 90s, pretty much all the station wagons started converting to SUVs, these small sport utility vehicles. You know, that's one of my favorite uh, vehicles, uh, only because I drove one in Pittsburgh. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, to uh, what you just said about them disappearing, this week I saw four station wagons. Ah, there's still some old ones on the road, yeah. And, uh, well, I think it's brand of, new. I think it was a, a more of a terminology because she made a good point. The SUVs and the crossovers and the rest of them, they're station wagons. Yep. They're just small. But station wagon became a hackneyed old name, and they decided if they could pep it up and make it sound better. But it's still a, a car that carries more people and more stuff. And you pretty much just answered her number two question, which is, what's the difference between SUVs, cross crossovers, minivans, and vans? <laughs> and that, that's pretty much got it's, it answered. It's yeah. marketing. That's, it's, 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 it's marketing. They're really station wagons. I, I, I believe there is something that calls itself a station wagon out there, but I can't remember which make it is. Mm -hmm. Once again... Thank you for providing a valuable resource of automotive information. And Anne-Marie, you on behalf of all of us here, you're very welcome. Yep. Yep. She's Absolutely. on Facebook, too, by the way. Uh, and she's, uh, she's so much fun. Uh, it's nice to have somebody that is a thinker. You know, she does her homework, and she just doesn't send in a, a question until she's already researched it herself. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. very informative. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and uh, on behalf of Anne-Marie and myself, ladies, I have $50 for one more caller. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Make Anne-Marie happy and make me happy. And one touch of bad news, I got a text or a uh, message in from Lance on the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. He says, unfortunately, he won't be calling in with a song this morning. Oh. Um, he's got a little bit of uh, turkeyitis. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> he's, yeah, Thanksgiving um, must have been a, a, a he must have had a very good Thanksgiving. He gobbled because, until he yeah. wobbled. So, yeah, no, no song this week. Let's see here. Uh, okay. Uh, this is from Gary in Lake Park. He says, in response to John's subject, 
One of the biggest problems that adds to this is our national news and slow news shows pictures of exactly how to steal one, uh, meaning the, uh, the Kias and the Hyundais and that. Oh. It even shows a picture of the saw. Oh, I beg your pardon. This is on the uh, catalytic converters. It even shows a picture of the saw you can use that you can buy at Walmart for $49. Why didn't they just send everyone See, a saw and make? Thing. We're doing the same thing he's complaining about. We yeah. just told you where to buy a saw if you... <laughs> you know what, Rick? Freedom of speech. That's, hey, uh, Rick, yeah. here, that, that clip that I mentioned earlier in the show about the catalytic converters, you know, at the end of the, at the clip, you know, they said, well, I wonder if we're going to be able to deter these thieves. Well, guess what? They showed step by step how the uh, purchase can be made at Amazon uh, for the alarm, how to install mm -hmm. it, how to deactivate. What? I mean, really. <laughs> I have seen pictures of... We're doing too much talking. Do we have any calls or... We don't. Okay. Here, here's a one uh, anonymous feedback. I, I want... Rick, read that out loud, and that way you'll... Uh, it's uh, something I couldn't answer, uh, and uh, it's okay. pretty important because Toyota, as you know, had that sudden acceleration problem a few years ago. Mm. The Flying Bentley that crashed at high speed reminded me of cars that have had a stuck gas pedal in the past. Is there any way to stop a car with a stuck accelerator or any self-driving car that suffers a computer glitch? I doubt if many people would be able to react quick enough to do anything. You know, that's always been, that's on my mind. Uh, you know, an uh, and I drive a Tesla fully autonomous mm -hmm. and, uh, and but but the point about the gas pedal sticking, Toyota had a huge. Uh, uh, Toyota was accused of a defect that caused some acceleration. There was nothing ever proven. It kind of came down to the formats and some other human error factors. But how do you stop a car if if it just starts flying away on you? Uh, number one thing, pop that transmission into neutral. And number two, would that be a problem? I mean, uh, uh, is can you always put a transmission into neutral? Almost every single time. Okay. If Good. if you've ever noticed on an automatic transmission, when you move the dr the shifter from drive into neutral, now you can test this in your own car. Sit in the parking lot. I can't do it in the Tesla because we don't have one. Right. But I'll, electric you'll, vehicles don't have. You a can do it in my Avalon. You'll be comfortable with this. You can do it in my Avalon. Yeah. You can shift that car from tr from drive into neutral anytime with no effort. It will simply put it that's out a, of gear. That's number one. Okay, yeah. good. But actually, I'm going to even preface that with the true number one is both feet on the brake pedal and hold that pedal down. Both feet, huh? Put both feet on that brake pedal and jam it down. Here's why. Auto mechanics, we use in back in the day when everybody had... The automatic transmission before hybrids came out before we had electric cars and all this and we still use this test it's called a stall test this is to test whether your automatic transmission is slipping and basically what we do is we set the parking brake put one foot on the brake pedal take the other foot and we stomp that gas pedal right down to the floor and we hold it there for three or four or five seconds really? 
to see how high the RPMs go while you're holding that brake pedal nice and tight. Now, at most cars, it should be around 2,500 to 3,000 RPMs, and that's telling you that your transmission is in good condition, oh. that it's that's a good thing, and that it's not slipping, and that it's operating, for that test, it's operating properly. And about, let me uh, interrupt just briefly. Another good thing about this is that Sometimes the reason your car accelerates out of control is because your foot is on the accelerator, but you think it's on the brake. So when you take both feet off, when, when you put both feet on the brake, it, it would probably incline you to be more aware of where your right foot was, not just your left foot. Exactly. And that, that I think it was pretty much circumstantial evidence. Every now and then, you read about today, somebody drives through the front window of a store, mm -hmm. and uh, and they they don't know what happened. Chances are they had their foot on the brake and the accelerator at the same time. Exactly. Now, here's one thing that came out. This actually came from the Toyota incident with the unintended acceleration, which is the, the technical term that all manufacturers use for it now. 99% of cars out there now, automatic transmission, if you are on the gas driving along and you step on the brake, they are, these cars are now run by, by wire. There's no cable going out to the engine anymore from your gas pedal. Right. So when you step on the brake, the computer immediately puts the engine back at idle. It shuts the engine down to have no power. And we've had a lot of customers come in and say, hey, I'm driving on the highway and all of a sudden my car just loses power. And what they didn't realize is they were using their right foot on the gas pedal and letting their left foot hover over the brake pedal. And if they accidentally touched it just enough yeah. that it turned on the brake light, the computer would automatically stop the engine. So it wouldn't shut it off, but it would bring it down to idle and suddenly your car is like, you just put it in neutral, even though you're not actually applying the brakes, it's just that light little touch. Yeah. So this actually is something that has been now programmed in, that if you step on the brake, the computer will will put your engine at idle Let speed. Let me switch gears on you. What, what about, uh, I was gonna say an electric vehicle, but autonomous vehicles, uh, mm -hmm. I, don't think, I, I don't think there is an answer uh, there, but I, I think one of the psychological reasons people don't want uh, autonomy is because we're so used to being in control. And yes. the idea, uh, it's almost like flying. You know, there's some people that are terrified of flying because there's some guy up there doing all the flying for them. They got nothing to say about it. Uh, and that's the way people would feel in a fully autonomous vehicle. I, 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 I'm just maybe start a dialogue, or maybe uh, some people out there listening have a thought on that. But wouldn't you feel better if there was a fail-safe switch of some kind that was universal, and if you got into an autonomous vehicle, there was some way you could have that sense of, I can stop this baby if I have to? I've, I've actually been in that situation because I went up to Port St. Lucie to the traditions area there, and they have these vehicles called TIM. Yeah, yeah. And they are an autonomous shuttle that drive around their neighborhood there. 
So since I knew about them, I went up and I got in and I rode in one for like a half dozen blocks till it brought me back you to my starting little, point. Felt a little weird. It was at, at one point it was exhilarating because I'm sitting in this thing with nobody, nobody else happened to be in there. Yeah. No, and uh, there was no. No controls whatsoever. So there wasn't even a seat out. at the you front. Would, you would have jumped out. And no sound. As I'm sitting there riding along in this electric vehicle, can you hear? Almost it? silent. Yeah. It, it, I, I suddenly I thought, well, what if this thing goes off haywire and <laughs> takes off? There's nothing there. Yeah. There is no big red button that says stop this but thing. That, but see what I'm saying? I think if, if you feel it's that way, it's a bit I terrifying. Feel, yeah. yeah. Uh, how fast does that go? Uh, the one I rode in, it got up to about 35 to 40. Really? I mean, it wasn't really blazing we, along. Yeah. But we, we, I got to tell you, there's there's a feeling where you suddenly realize you have no control whatsoever kinda over like, that vehicle. Kind of like being on your first roller coaster ride. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Earl and I got to try that out. Unlike being in a train where there's a conduct, a, an engineer at the front of it, the monorail at Disney, there's somebody driving it. The airplane, there's somebody up at the front driving it. Yeah. This thing, there is no driver. I don't know. I think You're I'd rather. You're relying on somebody in a little room. Uh, I, think I'd rather I'd, I think I'd rather get on Tim. Um, most of the uh, people that you're talking about are inebriated before they get. Well, that's another show. <laughs> okay. We're going to go back to the phones. But first, I'm going to mention the phone number, 877-960-9960. And also, one more female caller. I have $50 for you. So give us a call. Karen, good morning. You're calling from Boca? Yes. Oh, good morning. Is this your, are you a first time caller? Yes, I am. Oh, well, congratulations. You just won yourself $50. And when we're done talking, if you'll stay on the line, you can give your information to the control room. And uh, you'll have to give me your address and some other things. And I'll get Great. that check out to you. That's wonderful. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How can we help so, you today? I have a question. I have a Jeep Cherokee, and um, it's about three and a half years old now. And the, you know the black trim paint that's on there? Mm-hmm. Like by the edges of the door, by the edges of the windows and stuff? Mine's peeling off. And I have a warranty on my vehicle for the finish, but supposedly it doesn't include that. Is, does that seem right? Is that right? Hmm. Sometimes uh, when there's questions about uh, warranty coverage, uh, you, you need to be sure the dealer is communicating with the manufacturer. Uh, Jeep is made by Stellantis, um, and that's a manufacturer. Uh, uh, there, there are a lot of ways to get something covered by the manufacturer that aren't necessarily directly covered by warranty. Uh, there's, there are goodwill adjustments. Um, and uh, uh, the best way is to talk to somebody in authority at the Jeep dealership. Uh, be sure you're talking to the service manager. Um, when you go into a service drive in a car dealership, everybody calls themselves a manager or an assistant manager. They're salespeople, and they don't have the authority. I'm sorry? 
I know. I understand. Yeah. So if you get that, yeah. get the, the boss and the and the uh, and explain this to them, and if they say no, I'm sorry, I can't help you, then you say, um, well, uh, would you please contact the manufacturer for me? Contact Jeep Stellantis. Uh, you can do this yourself, by the way, uh, and oftentimes Jeep will respond, or the manufacturers of any car will respond more directly and positively with a customer and. They can authorize something under goodwill. Have you bought a? Uh, have you uh, bought more than one Jeep from this dealer or from uh, uh, Jeep uh, in general or Jeep dealers? No, no. Okay. This was my first Jeep, and when I financed it, I got like coverage on everything for the life of the loan. Yeah. Uh, one uh, one the, other thing you can do is actually. Go ahead. Actually, the service people. I have to bring the paperwork in each time because they don't seem to recognize the extent of this coverage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you might try a different dealership. Uh, uh, there, there are dealers that are more concerned about their customers, and and are willing to. Uh, it, it's, it takes time and trouble for a service manager to get on the phone with a manufacturer and go back and forth, maybe play phone tag or use email or whatever. And they just don't want to put themselves out. They're in business in the service department to make money and sell service, and they're not making money when they're arguing with the manufacturer about taking care of a customer when they really should. So you might just try a different dealership, but I would definitely do this. I'd go to the Jeep website uh, online, and I would they have a, a 800 number for customer service, and I would register with them. I would also confirm uh, by email. And once you do that, the manufacturer will contact the service manager. And now the service manager, if you weren't able to get hold of them, uh, Jeep will be able to. Well, that's the best you could do. If it's not technically covered under your warranty, they don't have to fix it. But they can and often will to create a happy customer and hope that you'll buy another Jeep. That would be great because right away they quoted me $1,500 to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, that's another motivation, sadly, that often car dealers have, is that they get paid more uh, when they fix something than when they have it fixed under warranty in most cases, and especially when they can decide the price of what they're fixing. I mean, uh, the warranty allowance on that, and I'm not saying this is the case, the warranty allowance on what you want to have fixed could be $100, but they'd like to charge you $200, so they won't go through warranty. They'll charge you the 200 so they make more money. And the service advisor, who well, I said is not really a assistant service manager, he's really a salesman, he gets paid a percentage of what he sells you. And he may not want to sell you a warranty, he might want to sell you customer pay, they call it, because he makes more money. Uh, these are all hypotheticals, but that's the reason I say, check with another dealer and go on record with the manufacturer. Uh, Karen, Karen, uh, Karen, this is Nancy. Um, what year is your Jeep? Um, 2019. Uh, 2019. Okay. Uh, you know, I have to mention, uh, we've talked about warranties so often, and there's such a gray area uh, when a person purchases a warranty. And um, it it's always interests me as what the warranty doesn't cover that nobody mentions. And uh, for your vehicle to have this kind of damage, is it all around the vehicle? 
No, it's really just by the um, windows. Just by the windows. Okay. Right. Um, and I'll you know just. Where you grab it when you're closing the door? Yep. That's where it is. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, it's definitely, you know, this extensive coverage uh, that you purchased. Uh, there has to be something, uh, y- you know, in your favor uh, that can be done. And as Earl mentioned, I think, you know, with contacting the manufacturer, uh, talking uh, to customer service, emailing, uh, anything that you can do to get some attention, uh, go to the service manager if I didn't mention him, and uh, this can be paid for. I believe that this can be taken care of, and it can be done with goodwill adjustment. Polite persistence. Yes, absolutely. Stay great. at it. You know, they've been good on everything else, I have to say. On any other issue, warranty issues I've had. But not this one. And I see lots of cars around now with peeling paint that aren't that old. Uh, that That is another issue also, but I don't have time to get into that. I oh. have some <laughs> I have some uh, callers, but the, the main ingredient here is just to stay at it, and uh, you will be given a goodwill adjustment. I believe that. Uh, Karen, I would really like for you to stay in touch with us and let us know how that went. And uh, if it didn't go, we can help you in some other ways. I'd be happy stay in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. Okay, we are going to go to Frank, who is a regular caller from Jupiter Farms. Good morning, Frank. Hey, good morning, guys. I was just listening to that lady um, for paint problems. Uh Remember in the old days, you had us vigilantes out there waiting to help people. Maybe um, that might be a time that um, you might reach out to a vigilante and go with her to the dealership and um, have the power of, a, you know, without being, um, I just say, um, Good point, cavalier, but having a male with, with her as opposed to just a female by herself. Good point. Just a, thought. Just a suggestion. But no, basically, I just like to call and say happy post-Thanksgiving. I listen to your show every weekend. I don't normally call in to clog up the lines, but when you said it was kind of quiet, so I said, oh, well, I can get on the line. <laughs> so, um, That's a great but, idea, um, Frank. Yeah, but, you know, with electric cars, it's a, it's, a good, it's an interesting thing because every once in a while on the internet, you see these, um, like, like for Thanksgiving, a line of Teslas that must stretch about 20 to 30 cars sitting there um, with no energy waiting to go to a charging station in Canada. I guess they don't have the um, infrastructure like we were having down here to get, you know, their 15-minute charge and go for another couple hundred miles. And um, that was a rather interesting um, photograph. And now you're hearing that um, the batteries are so hard to be coming by for the manufacturers because most of the minerals that they need to make these special batteries are no longer available. They're both mostly under communist China um, ownership in all these other countries where they bought in the mines. So it's going to be an interesting how this all, you know, flushes out at the end. But just just throwing out the um, yeah. electric cars and gas cars, and you know, I'm glad you got your Tesla, and we're happy we have our um, you know regular cars for now. And it'll be an interesting chapter in this history of cars in this country. Yes, it definitely will. So with that, I'll, I'll leave you. Um, uh, I usually have a joke for you, but I'll keep it quiet this weekend. And uh, 
<laughs> we'll, we'll call you next week, and you all have a very, and it's really, I got to compliment you on what you guys do for the public, and I can see by the calls almost every week that you're reaching new people that didn't realize that your show was there, and that it's helped them tremendously, and being from Miami, if I, I, I just had my knee replaced, so I'm really not up moving around yet. I mean, I'm kind of um, uh, slowed down by trying to get a knee to work again after a full re- replacement. But I grew up in Miami, and it'd be, it's almost a temptation for me to go down there sometime and do a little mystery shopping just on the side for you and call you back on Saturday and, and let you know great, what I found. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah that'd be a great idea. Yeah. Like, Only I, if I can come in and get a free bagel and coffee one morning at your, at your dealership. Yeah. Uh, for now, you're sidelined, right? Oh, I am. I'm, I'm, I, I can't say I'm bedridden, but I yeah. I was in, in, the, in the hospital for a week, and then I went to rehab for three weeks. And, I mean, it was just it's not fun. But I finally got home, and the cats are so happy to see me. The wife is happy to see me. Yeah. I'm happy to see my surroundings, so... I could you tell know, in it, your it, voice. Day, I could tell in your voice whenever uh, I answered your call. Yeah, it's no fun. I had both my knees yeah. done within a week of each other. Oh my goodness! So anyway, Holy I'll cow. leave you with that thought. That should make you feel a little bit better. Have a beautiful oh, here's weekend. Here's a quick one. Here's a, here's a, here, now here's a quick one. They call it PT. Correct? Are you familiar with that? Yeah. What they do for your knees? PT. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, it stands for pain and torture. There you go. <laughs> I had to get a Have a nice weekend. Good it was luck, amazing. Bye bye. Uh, anyway, uh, we are going to go to Kentucky. Yeah, we got a call from Kentucky, and uh, I think it's Nepal. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. How y'all doing? We're well, thank you. Great to hear from you. You're from Kentucky. Oh, oh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? I'm so sorry. I uh, uh, just want to information about uh, Toyota warranty. Uh-huh. Um, would you be able to say how much it is that you all sell for? Uh, are you asking about the factory warranty or an extended warranty? The factory um, extended warranty. Uh, well, Toyota doesn't really have an extended warranty from the factory. Yeah, the powertrain, I think you might be referring to. But yeah, oh, that's, okay, okay. okay, that's five years, 60,000 miles is the okay. powertrain warranty. All right. So, but you all have like the 100,000 fake year or something like that? Uh, that actually would be if you were, if you bought a certified pre owned Toyota. Then the powertrain is covered for eight years, 100,000 miles. That's on our Toyota when we bought it. They, the, the, the dealer didn't have, or they, did, they didn't offer the factory one. They just offered a third party that covers wheels and tires and all that stuff. Um, I'm just not sure y'all have anything just for Toyota only. So you, you said y'all don't have any? That's one of the problems when you are buying a warranty. There are, as Rick says, there's a manufacturer's design warranty. These are uh, extended service contracts. Uh, they're 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 fair. I mean, uh, uh, I I always have I always advocate 
not buying the extended warranties when you buy yourself a good vehicle, a reliable vehicle. But if you want to buy one, it should be the manufacturers. The dealers have their own warranties, and they consist of whatever they want them to consist of. Uh, a, 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 a car dealer can have his own warranty company. And he can he can write in the warranty that he sells you what he will cover and what he won't cover, and then he can also set the price. So uh, you're at the mercy of a car dealer when you're buying his warranty. Oftentimes you don't know it's his warranty because he can name it anything he wants to. Uh, if you're going to buy an extended warranty, uh, we recommend you buy the manufacturer's extended warranty. Uh, and as you said, sometimes they won't sell you that, but <laughs> this is one of the reasons Earl Stewart on Cars exists because we got dealers out there that are like that. Uh, you, if, if you have a Hyundai or you have a Ford or you have a Toyota and you want to buy a Ford extended warranty, uh, you should you should be able to do that. But there are some dealers that will not sell you the Ford warranty. They'll sell you their own warranty because they can make a lot more money by selling it to you. Uh, we get a lot of calls on extended warranties, and Nancy always says uh, uh, it's what you read in a warranty that is not covered that is most important. And warranties oftentimes will specifically say this is not covered. And you'd be surprised when you read that. Most people don't ever read the warranty, but if you do read it, you'd be surprised at the vast number of things that are not covered. Typically, they're the expensive things like navigation systems, electronic computer modules, things that uh, to replace one would cost in the thousands of dollars. Air conditioning often isn't covered or the compressor or the evaporator. So... Uh, uh, the best way to avoid all these problems is do your research, buy a reliable vehicle, and just forget about the warranty. If you're worried about uh, having to come up with a big expense, uh, take 100 bucks a, a month and put it in the bank. And if you have a problem with a, uh, your car, draw on your own account because these warranty companies are all making a fortune when you buy them uh, uh, for cash up front or finance them, for that matter, with a, with a dealer. They're way overpriced. And, you know, to what Earl just said, uh, I always have to ask what the warranty doesn't cover. And it's amazing um, if you think about it, as Earl said, these companies, these warranty companies, they're in the business to make money. And you really, as Earl said, have to do your homework uh, because this can be a slippery slope. Um, how about the, the Toyota Platinum Care VSA? Isn't that, is that a legit Toyota one? Uh, they do have the Toyota Guard. But Platinum Care, that almost sounds like that might be one of those extended warranties that you know that a well, dealer he's, made he's up. He's from Kentucky, so they, that's not in Southeast Toyota. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't know. Well, that. I, brought, I brought I brought it up because I found one. I went on a financial Toyota Financial. It has a VSA Platinum. It's not a Platinum Care. I guess it's called Platinum VSA. Okay. And so I'm not sure y'all even y'all sell that at all. I, well, we don't yeah. actually have that down here because no. we're under Southeast Toyota. Oh, okay. So you're not, you're, you're better off just to get on the phone, the 800 number for Toyota okay. directly, and they will guide you, and you will get someone that can answer your question directly. But uh, uh, if, it's a, if it's a Toyota warranty, 
uh, the best way is go directly to them on the 800 number or email them. Okay. All righty. Okay. Thank you for your help. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you for listening. 877-960-9960. I caught it. Okay. You can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, we're going to have a whole lot of fun with Harley. Uh, Harley is a shepherd. And uh, I think he's just about a year old. I don't have my notes in front of me. (laughs) Or is he just a shepherd? (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, he comes to us through Big Dog Ranch. And uh, you can go to www.bigdogranchrescue.org. And you can take a look at Harley. And you can take a look at all the other dogs. There may be one right there that uh, catches your eye and you would like to adopt. And uh, I must say without (laughs) uh, every week I talk about Big Dog Ranch and it's the largest cage free, cage free, no kill dog rescue in the United States. And uh, they have so much uh, to offer, uh, especially uh, for the veterans and uh, so much more. And you can read about that, as I said, at www.bdrr.org. You know, when you stop and think about it, you see these pictures of dogs in the shelters around, and they're always in a cage, and they're always looking through the bars. You always feel bad about it. It's like being in the slammer. And uh, you go out to Big Dog Ranch, and they have cottages. I mean, they have little, it's like a college <laughs> dormitory. They have rooms, they have roommates, and uh, now they still have, you know, cages for quarantine dogs and things like that, but it's only a week or they keep them for two weeks in quarantine. Then they go to their little villa. Yes. And they even have, uh, there's Puppyville. I'm, I kid you not, I'm not making this up. There's a little town at uh, Big Dog Ranch Rescue in Loxahatchee, Florida. And the, you go down the street, and they have all these different colored little cottages. And the puppies are in there. And then uh, and then if you go on a little further, they have the maternity ward. And that's where the mamas are in there. They give birth to the puppies. And then they, they when, they wean, when they're weaned, they move them to Puppyville. It sounds like something you'd see in Disney World. Absolutely. And they, and they find homes for hundreds of dogs every month. Uh, uh, tens of thousands of dogs and they don't euthanize the dogs they have dogs out there that have been there for three four five years you know some dogs are just ugly you know people want a pretty cute dog they got but they got some good dogs out there and you know sooner or later someone finds that ugly dog they want yeah i i I think they just like to stay out there yeah, and some of them don't want to leave. They probably hide. They have their they own. <laughs> they have their own pool. I wouldn't want to. If I was a dog, you couldn't get me out of there. Yeah, it's an absolutely amazing no. place. And these little cottages, Rick. I don't know whether you've seen them or not, but these little cottages uh, in Puppyville, they're all painted like as if that you're you're in Key West or something. It's such it's such a happy place. Yeah. So if you get a chance, uh, head on out there. Now that the weather's getting so nice, uh, it's a great place to uh, to visit and you can take a look at uh, all these uh, beautiful dogs they have out there 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 don't forget your anonymous feedback.com and uh, rick is
is main, maintaining the uh, and overseeing all of the texts that are coming in. He's on overload this morning. He's taking care of YouTube. He's taking care of Facebook and uh, everything in between. Well, we do have one here from Darren Sykin who says, I heard on another channel that was talking about the Amazon selling cars deal that they did have a sample purchase and that there's a $3,000 market adjustment on it, and it's more of a, a lead generator for the companies that are going to be trying to sell cars. Well, that's not true. I, I don't know where you got that information. Uh, there, are, there have been no pricing. They will certainly wouldn't be adding a market adjustment. Uh, you can uh, go online now at Amazon, and you can... Uh, they call it build your Hyundai. You can you can decide what you want to buy, but you won't be able to buy it until January. And uh, I assure you, uh, I, I don't have any inside information with Amazon, but they are not going to be putting any junk fees or adjustments. Uh, the the price uh, will be uh, the price that Amazon, through their marketing and skills and their uh, profit-making ability, uh, they will be uh, pricing Hyundai's the same way they price uh, everything else they sell on Amazon, which is just about everything. Yeah. And uh, it will be a competitive price, or else they wouldn't be doing this. The thing, if I were a Hyundai dealer, or if I were a car dealer in general, the thing that would terrify me about this is, think back, uh, how long has uh, Amazon been around? 20 years? I don't think... Maybe not 20 years. Uh, I remember when they just sold books. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they they lost money for almost uh, the entire time that they were in existence up until maybe uh, seven or eight years ago. The Wall Street, the stock kept going up, but every, every year they lost more and more money. <laughs> so uh, they 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 were they, they were selling so much product that their cash flow was amazingly positive. So when you have a, a giant company that can afford to lose money as long as they want to, uh, the pricing would scare me if I were a Hyundai dealer or if I were a competitor of Hyundai. So. Um, uh, I would love to hear from somebody out there that's in the market for a Hyundai. My, my advice to you is if you're going to buy a Hyundai, and you probably, if you shopped around, you probably had some negative experiences with Hyundai dealers, especially if you went to one like Napleton Hyundai that we have in our market here. There, Napleton has, I think, several Hyundai dealerships, uh, but in this market we know of one or two. And uh, the treatment is just terrible. Junk fees, yep. uh, dealer uh, addendum stickers, dealer installed accessories, bait and switch. And so these dealers out there uh, are, are really waiting with bated breath to see what happens. And if you're a Hyundai uh, prospect and you might think about buying one, I would wait until January and see what uh, We do know this. Amazon will deliver the Hyundai to your front door. Yeah. And uh, they will give the dealer the credit for the sale, meaning it'll go through his books. And that's the way he's getting around the uh, state franchise laws. I think you and, have a text there. And also, yeah. um, uh, it's amazing how uh, Jeff Bezos is going to make everybody, um, these car dealers anyway, very honest, because this is a, a transparent and out-the-door price. Rick? Well, Donovan says... Amazon has been around since 1994, 
So almost 30 years now. And uh, Darren came back in. He says, responds here with, he says, that's what they did on Car Edge. And they were showing that it did have a price adjustment on the build they did. So we'll, we'll see what happens when they get yep. it run out, here, full, here, fully run out. Yeah, here's well, another there, text. There have been no prices given by Amazon, so I don't know how they would know about it. Okay, so they, they're they still in, in the works on... Yeah, yeah, there's no... They they haven't sold any on days, right. and they won't until January, so Car Edge has got it wrong, I think. Uh, Car See, Amazon can put any price they want on there. Don't get me wrong. If Amazon wants to mark up a Hyundai by $1,000, they can do it. Mm. But that's not the way Amazon operates. I mean, if, if you, if, I feel like I'm a you know, part of the Amazon team. I buy so much stuff on Amazon. I don't buy anything uh, at the store anymore. I mean, I, I can get same same day delivery. I get, get a competitive price. Uh, uh, and they leave it at the front door, and it's automatically billed. Uh, I get a automatic kickback on my prime. So uh, I'm a, a two thirds of the world is using Amazon. Yeah, two thirds, sixty-seven percent. So that's how big they are. Uh, if anyone has any information to substantiate uh, what CarEdge. Uh, uh, allegedly sells. I, I'd like to see it, but uh, even if they are marking it up, uh, they're, they'll adjust the price. Yeah, you should always check your price on Amazon. I, I, I'm not guilty of that. I am guilty of not doing that sometimes. But Amazon will raise their price if they can get away with it, and they'll lower their price if they have to. And that's just, they have the strength to be able to lower the price as far as they have to to get the business. So uh, the one thing that Amazon will guarantee when they start selling Hyundai's and Kia's and Genesis and all the other cars, because all the manufacturers are going to have to jump on this manual, the one advantage will be the fact that you have a price that is a firm price, and you, the price you have on Amazon is the price you pay. Now, if it's too high... You take it to a Hyundai dealer and say, this is my out-the-door price on, on a Hyundai. Can you beat it? See, that's something you don't have now. Mm. You go into a Hyundai dealer or a Ford dealer or a Toyota dealer, and they say, are you going to buy the car today? And you say, no, I'm still shopping. Well, when you're ready to buy, come back and we'll beat the deal. Yeah. You can't get a price at a car dealership. Now you can get a price with a price. The world is your oyster. You can shop it and compare it and try to beat it. And if you beat it, buy it from the Hyundai dealer and don't buy it from Amazon. Amazon's going to be on fire because this is exactly what the consumer wanted. And uh, this uh, they're responding to consumers' pushback on all these practices that have gone on for so long and uh it's the new way of the world okay we are going to go back to the phones and we're going to talk to bob in lake park good morning bob you there bob yo bob good morning bob good morning happy thanksgiving everyone thank, thank you. you welcome to the show uh, i want to talk about the uh IOTA settlement, but first I'd like to make a comment about the Amazon situation. Yeah. And it's, it, it, 
from what I understand, now I'm not 100% sure because we won't see it until January, like you said. <clears throat> but from what I understand, if you're not buying the car from Amazon. Well, you are buying the car from Amazon, yeah. No, you're not buying the car from Amazon. <laughs> all, all they're doing, uh, from what I read, is all Amazon is doing is uh, uh, advertising the cars. You're buying the car from the dealer. You're still buying the car from the dealer. Well, we're 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 talking semantics here, Bob. Uh, let's put it this way: you give Amazon the money, Amazon gives you the car, and I call that buying the car from Amazon. Now, uh, from a technical standpoint, uh, they are routing the sale through the dealer. The dealer has a franchise agreement that says that nobody can sell a Hyundai, uh, and this is true of all manufacturers, the state law says that they have the exclusive right. So Amazon gives the Hyundai dealer credit for the sale. But I get it. But Amazon sets the price. Yeah. Amazon okay. sets the price. Uh, and Amazon can also finance it. And Amazon delivers it. So for all intents and purposes, you're buying the car from Amazon. Uh, I don't, that's not what I read, but we'll see yeah. in January how it works out. But uh, like I said, information I got was uh, not not what you're saying. But we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it could be that way, but I uh, uh, you know, I, but I like to talk about the Toyota settlement on yeah. the bundling. Okay. Uh, you haven't talked about that at all, okay. and uh, you and you know the story. Are uh, you talking about the Toyota Financial? Uh, to, no, the, yeah, the fine that they just paid a five hundred million dollar. Uh, they paid twenty percent, twelve percent fine on five hundred million dollars. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think Bob, what you're talking about is Toyota's financial unit to pay sixty I'm, million dollars yeah, for I'm illegal lending, the, credit I'm reporting it misconduct. Up in front of the camera now, so if you can see that, are you streaming us, Bob? Well, actually, I'm, I'm just on. Yeah, I, I'm on the phone. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, Toyota Financial Unit to pay sixty million dollars for illegal lending, credit reporting misconduct. That's in the right. automotive news, and uh, right. we haven't covered mm -hmm. that yet. But uh, uh, I'm glad you called. Uh, why don't you go ahead and describe what you read? Well, what I, read, well, I my question to you is, uh, I think this is something that happens at the dealership. They were selling these bundling packages. Uh, and, uh, you know, when they get you what you call in the box. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, right. And uh, I, and the dealers aren't paying the fine. Uh, the manufacturer is paying the fine. But these things are sold through the dealership. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're sponsored by Toyota, by the company, mm -hmm. but they're sold through the dealership. And uh, I was wondering why were the, why are the dealers not getting... Uh, find why is the manufacturer the one that has to pay for what goes on at at the dealership when you buy the car? That's well, that was my well. I, I I I'm not on the inside of Toyota Financial, but my 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 thought would be this: that first of all, Toyota's a bigger target. Uh, if you're going to go after the dealers, you're going to have to go after each dealer. There's 1,200 mm -hmm. Toyota dealers, so that would be. Right. A, a costly effort. Uh, also, uh, the reason the dealers can bundle and do these these unethical things when they are dealing with Toyota Financial is because Toyota Financial is complicit in this. Now, uh, it, it, it isn't fair to say that Toyota instigates this, but they're complicit. Uh, remember, uh, Toyota Financial 
makes money when they sell these products uh, through the dealership. And the, the more products they can sell to the dealer, which the dealer resells to the customer, the more money Toyota Financial makes. And uh, speaking, uh, you know, from personal experience as a Toyota dealer, uh, I have a relationship with, uh, in my case, it's Southeast Toyota Financial, but the same principle applies. Uh, I, I, I know the people at uh, uh, Toyota Financial, and we deal with them. Uh, it's a friendly relationship. Uh, I'm their customer because I buy their products from Toyota, and then I resell them to my customers. Now, if I want to if I want to deceive my customers and tell the customer, if you want to get this uh, interest rate, you also have to have this Toyota extended service contracts and this Toyota maintenance agreement. Otherwise, Toyota will not finance the car. And that's the alleged crime, by the way. If, if that happens, then I think Toyota is complicit in not making this clear to the dealer that they will not be a party to a crime. So uh, they got nailed. They probably deserved it. But the dealer, you're right, deserved it also. And uh, they should spank the dealer for this. It's well, like, yeah, you got me into trouble. Next, right. Well, that was going to be my next question. How do they actually, how do they, over, where's the oversight? How do they police uh, so obviously you're saying you don't do that at your dealership. No, no, we don't no, do that. Don't. Uh, right, okay. But most dealers do. How, how did? How? Where's the oversight here? How does the? How does Toyota uh, uh, police this type of behavior at their dealers? And can they? Uh, just because they paid the fine doesn't mean it, the behavior will change. Yeah, they, they can. And that's a great question. Uh, in my dealership and most car dealerships today, by the way, I pioneered this years ago. I have, I have in all of my, uh, you call the, you know, some we call it the box, the finance office, the business office, where customers go after they buy the car, and that's where they get sold the extended service contracts and the gap right. insurance and all that garbage. Right. Everything. And so I have I have webcams, I have security cameras with audio and video. Uh, videoing the transaction. We do this with the permission of the customer. If the customer says, I don't want any camera, I don't want any audio, we turn it off. But we do that so we have a documented evidence of did we bundle something? Did we say to that customer, if you don't buy the Toyota Extended Service contract, I'm going to have to raise your interest rate because they won't. They have to have a higher interest rate if you don't buy the service contract. If I say that, I, I'm on tape and audio, and I, I've committed a crime, and it can be proven. So all, most all Toyota dealers have that same uh, uh, security cameras now. Toyota could go in and pull these cameras and see what's going on if they wanted to, but they don't. Right, okay. But as far as them correcting this uh, behavior going forward, are they going to be able to do, I mean, is the, are the dealers going to change their behavior no, because no. of this or not? Now, Bob, you know, uh, we've been talking, we've been doing the show for 20 years, and uh, the dealers haven't changed in the 20 years we've been doing this. I, right. I, I, I wrote a letter to the uh, all dealers uh, uh, about 20 years ago, 
And and I said, uh, well, I was talking about junk fees. I was talking about dealer fees. I talked about dealer sold auctions, bait and switch advertising. And I I happened to run across that uh, that blog, that letter that I wrote 20 years ago. I reran it a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and sure. with a with a, a introductory paragraph that said, I've been. T- this is the same thing I'm saying today, and I did it 20 years ago. Everybody knows what's going on, and the regulators let it go. Toyota knows what's going on. Honda, Ford, GM, everybody knows what's going on, and they just let it happen. And that's that's the reason we're on this show for two hours every Saturday saying the same thing. I, I, I sometimes feel like we're boring people to death because we're really talking about the same thing they were doing 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. No, I saw your article. It was very good. Uh, yeah, I, I was just curious as to why the deal is, why there are any repercussions for the people actually yeah. uh, engaging in this behavior, you know. Yeah, they're, they're, you're exactly right, and I'm a Toyota dealer. No other Toyota dealer would be dumb enough to get on live radio and say this because i got a lot of Toyota people that are angry at me right now. They know what I'm saying, and they know I'm right. See, I'm their customer, and so is the so are all the other Toyota dealers. Uh, if they want to sell Toyotas, they got to sell them through me. We have that uh, we have that built into state laws, so uh, they they don't want to make me angry if they come in and audit my dealership for how I'm selling my extended service contracts. They're going to get me angry. They want me to they they want to have a, a happy relationship with their dealers, and right. Toyota, by the way, you know, has the happiest relationship of any other manufacturer. They're the number one. Uh, uh, they're regarded the best manufacturer by Toyota dealers than any other ma- uh, dealer manufacturer group. Okay, well, I was just curious. I saw, I, I talked to the people down in Wayne Acres and they said that their average, when they do the financing through their dealership, uh, the car payments now, they're averaging over $800 yeah. per transaction. Uh, yeah. Do you know what they average in your dealership if they finance through you? Yeah, we're What's about, we're about, uh, Probably uh, between eight hundred to thousand dollars. Right, yeah, it's pretty hot. So I imagine that, that if, when they sell these bundling packages, that all goes into the finance, uh, into that payment. Oh right? sure, yeah. Your yeah, interest right. rate goes in there, and then the uh, commission from the extended service contracts, the cab insurance, and the uh, maintenance. All those, it all, all goes into that finance package. Right. And what percentage of your profit comes from that bundling? Do you know? Uh, well, I'm, first of all, you use I, I don't bundle, <laughs> so, but okay, uh, I mean, bundling okay. bundling is illegal. Uh, if a person wants to buy an extended service contract, if he wants to buy gap insurance, then we will sell it to him. And uh, uh, bundling is when you say, yeah, uh, we're financing this car through, you know, through. Toyota, through Honda, whatever the dealership it is. And and the bundling is when the finance manager lies to the customer and says, this is a bank, Toyota will not finance this unless you buy the extended service contract. We don't do that. We sell our products based on the merit of the product and not a bundle. Right. Well, that was the fine was for the bundling. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. 
Right. So you don't know what that represents to the dealership that are doing it. Uh, right now, percentage? it's not as high a percentage as it used to. It used to be the highest profit department in the dealership. Now, with the COVID and the supply chain interruption and the microchip shortage and the price of the cars selling so high, the new car department now, uh, the, the selling cars, again, is the most profitable department in the dealership. But three years ago, it was the finance department. Right. Okay. I was very interested. Well, thank you for your time. You're welcome, Bob. I, I look forward to seeing Stu next week. Maybe he'll recover by then. Yeah. I Stay so. tuned for our mystery shopping report, and thank you for okay. calling. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Uh, you know, I was just looking at our coverage map, and uh, it's so exciting. I mean, here we are, Palm Beach County, Broward County, Martin, St. Saint Lucie, Glades, Indian River, Okeechobee, Miami, Dade, Collier, Monroe, Hendry. Uh, so we have added quite a few since uh, our last coverage map. So I wanted to share that with everybody. Um, also, we are going to get to our uh, doggy, and it's his name is Harley, and um, he is the dog of the week. And I will remind you that we pay the adoption fees. And um, that is a big savings right there. And Harley is uh, a male, and he is a German king. Interesting. He's 61.8 pounds, and um, he's an unexpected visitor. And uh, Harley's story began in the most unassuming way. The majestic German shepherd betrayed an abandonment and clearly underfed wanderer into a yard where instead of, of a rebuke, he found playmates and warmth. It's just, uh, it's an amazing story and you may wanna go to uh, Big Dog Ranch. That's uh, uh, www.bdrr.org and read about uh, Harley's story. And don't forget to share the video that you're about uh, to watch. There's uh, someone out there that may be interested in adopting a dog. So we're going to swing over to uh, Jonathan, and we're going to go to that uh, virtual video. I'm Natalie. I'm with Big Dog Ranch Massachusetts. Harley. Harley is a two-year-old male shepherd mix. Uh, he came to us actually under pretty sad circumstances. He was found wandering and made his way into a neighbor's yard where he was somewhat emaciated and he found a restful place to sleep with their other dogs and the owner actually took him in as his own and sadly that owner um, was undergoing cancer treatment and could not continue to care for Harley. So Harley made his way here. Yes! He's actually a very lively, lovely, lovely dog. As you can see, he's a little bit more high energy. Um, could use some exercise. He's pretty good on a leash. He just would require somebody that is strong enough to be able to work with him and handle him. Um, but as he comes down, he gets more familiar and comfortable. He's definitely uh, a barker. He's still got a little bit of uh, a little bit of boy in him. I know, you're such a good boy, I love you. He is really sweet. Um, he is a gentle disposition and playful, as you can see, but I highly recommend one that is looking for definitely a more of a family companion. He would be good, probably not with small, small children, but 
Um, as he grows up and learns a little bit more about his commands, um, that he definitely will be an asset to any family. And we do offer training here at Big Dog Ranch Rescue University, too. So that is something that we offer. But as you can see, I love him, and I encourage everybody to come visit him. He's adorable. He's a beautiful dog. Yeah, he's beautiful. Thank you so much. This video was just great. It's going to give everyone an idea uh, just how beautiful Harley is and what a great asset he would be to your home. And as you can see, he needs a backyard. Yeah, I hope you can see the video. Without you word streaming it, uh, it is amazing how happy the dogs are out there. So if there's anything to be said about uh, Big Dog Ranch, all you have to do is Ask the dogs <laughs> when you go out there, uh, and we weren't kidding. I think one of the reasons some of these dogs are out there a long time is they go hide when the adopters come up. They, it's such a beautiful place out there. So if, you, if you're anywhere in South Florida, it's worth the drive to Loxahatchee. It's out Okeechobee Boulevard in Palm Beach County. And uh, drive out there from downtown West Palm Beach. But it's about a 35, 40-minute drive. Uh, to Waxahachie, and it is it, spend an hour out there, go through Puppyville, go through the maternity ward. There's a home that uh, actually, uh, 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 I think it's a four or five bedroom home on this property. Uh, it's got to be 30 or 40 acres. And, uh, and this home is where they acclimate dogs to living in a home. Yeah. So before dogs are adopted, they go into the home, and you know you take a dog from uh, the, the pound, the shelter. They've been in a cage for for uh, three months or three years or whatever it is, and to acclimate to come into a home, Big Dog Ranch. After they are quarantined, after they are checked for any kind of illness, after they get all their shots, their heartworm and everything else, after they're completely uh, disease-free. Uh, then they're 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 in they're investigated to see do they like cats? Uh, I have to say most of them don't like cats, but <laughs> but some some of them do like cats. So if you For have dinner. a home and you say I want a, a dog that loves cats, well, well you know, here's our here's our group of dogs that love cats. Yeah, they go and, through a pretty extensive background check. Yeah, the dogs, the people that adopt. And they have a lake. They 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 they, they swim in the lake. Uh, uh, it's just absolutely amazing. They have two or three veterinarians out there working full time. They train uh, special needs dogs uh, for veterans. Uh, it's an amazing. I mean, even if you don't want a dog, go out to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. www.bdrr as in Big Dog Ranch Rescue org. Yes, couldn't say it any better. Bdrr.org. Yes, and uh, we already have a Harley in uh, the uh, family, right, Rick? <laughs> we do indeed. And my little girl's happy at home. Yeah, and Rick just. Why would you name a girl Harley? Harley Quinn. Oh, they, they had already named her Harley when I got her. Oh, I thought Harley so was I, a... I just adjusted it oh, to Harley Quinn. What a beautiful name. And Harley Quinn gets along with <clears throat> the cats. Three of them. Yeah, exactly. Quite so, well. Yeah. From the beginning? Mm-hmm. Oh. As a matter of fact, let's see if I can get this one to come up. Uh, 
While Rick look, looking for his um, for the picture of Harley Quinn, I want to remind everyone that we do pay the adoption fees. And as I said earlier, that's a significant savings right there. Uh, so there, there's Harley right there. Can everyone see Harley? Let's see if Jonathan can get this up. This is a Harley Quinn with Lily laying on our couch. And Lily actually, just moments before this, was just licking and kissing Harley's ears. And just showing off how happy she was. And how 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 much does uh, Harley weigh? Harley's about 65 pounds. Yeah. So there you are, folks. You can see Harley is in Rick's living room. Uh, so you definitely can consider uh, Harley but from the Big Dog Harley. Ranch. You can't have that Harley. <laughs> no, that one's mine. You can, you can consider Harley uh, that's two years old uh, from Big Dog Ranch. Uh, the breed is a shepherd, and uh, Harley is a German king. Uh, right now, I believe that we are going to get to the mystery shopping report. And uh, we uh, are, guess what? We're in Pennsylvania again. Uh, out at uh, Mr. our mystery shop went to C. Harper Chevy. Vernon, Pennsylvania, and uh, Agent Lightning did another fabulous job, and uh, Stu did another fabulous write-up on this uh, C. Harper Chevy out in Vernon, Pennsylvania. Now yeah, back to the recovering to, car dealer. It's a lot of fun to uh, compare um, regions of the country. Uh, we we pretty much established that the, the rural, the, the uh, suburban uh, are more friendly than the, than the uh, you know the more dense populated areas. Um, uh, we 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 compare probably uh, too harshly sometimes because we're in South Florida, uh, which is just absolutely the wild wild west. When I mean it's Dodge City, uh, when you buy a car in South Florida, you better be fully armed and uh, wear a vest. It is really, really rough, and it's refreshing. Even as we go north in Florida, it gets nicer and nicer the further north you go. And when you get to the Midwest, Pennsylvania, we found uh, an entirely different culture. Not up to full, you know, A, B material sometimes. We, we, we had a C-minus last week, I think, from a Pennsylvania dealer. Uh, I'm going to speak of the first person as if I were Agent Lightning. We use a pseudonym. We're not... You can't reveal the identity of our mystery shoppers, uh, but I'll speak as if I were Agent Lightning, a female. I arrived at the dealership around lunchtime with my brother-in-law. Another thing we like about Agent Lightning is uh, she's so into this thing that she does so well, mystery shopping car dealerships, that she uses her family. And she brings her husband in, and here's her brother-in-law, her, her children, and it is totally authentic. And she is so comfortable going into car dealerships that she really, really gets the crux of the matter. Uh, so she went with her brother-in-law to check out a, a used uh, 2022 Equinox Chevrolet Equinox at Sea uh, Harper Chevrolet in Vernon, Pennsylvania. Uh, the salesman was named Ernie. Um, he was expecting us. Apparently, the brother-in-law had called in and greeted us as soon as we walked into the door. Tom, that's my brother-in-law, had spoken with Ernie prior to our visit about pricing and available vehicles. Originally, he was focused on getting the lowest price Equinox, but Ernie, the salesman, made a good case for uh, a GM, a General Motors, certified pre-owned car. 
be followed up by emailing the information on all the vehicles under consideration. So um, if you've listened to the show before, you know I say always email first. Uh, you email first, you phone second, and only go into the dealership when you're ready to buy and you have all the information. So um, Ernie says, uh, asked, uh, you were originally going to see a different uh, Equinox, is that right? And I said, yeah, but we went over the email you sent us before we arrived, and uh, uh, my brother-in-law changed his mind to one that was certified. Uh, Ernie led us over to where it was in the lot. It was a used 2022 Chevy Equinox LT, LT, as in Larry Thomas, with 29,000 miles. The asking price was $22,644. Ernie told Tom, my brother-in-law, earlier he could sell it to him for $22,000 even. Uh, he told him ahead of time that C. Harper had a $449 dock fee uh, and no surprises. Now, that's refreshing. Uh, if I haven't said it before, which I, I'm sure I must have, it's not the dock fee and the dealer fee and the, uh, the, the junk fee that's the problem. It's not knowing that it's baked into the price. I mean, really, um, if you're going to have a dock fee and you're going to fully disclose it up front, there's no danger to the dock fee because you have the right to shop and compare. And you just go to another dealership that with the dock fee or whatever they have is a lower price. But it's a surprise. So uh, kudos to uh, C. Harper Chevy and Vernon, Pennsylvania for advising on the telephone before uh, the visit that there was a dock fee. And uh, that was $449. Uh, we all climbed into the Equinox and took it for a test drive. Tom was impressed. Uh, I like how it handles. He commented, and Ernie answered all the questions. As I said, Ernie's a salesman. Tom's my brother-in-law. Once back at the dealership, Ernie inquired, so do you want to move forward on this one? Tom nodded. Yes. Ernie then went to talk to his sales manager and returned with an actual vehicle buyer's order. Now, that's uh, refreshing, too, and um, I don't know whether it was triggered by um, Tom saying that he was going to buy, and that's when they whip out the buyer's order. If you're still uh, haggling and still discussing, that's when they use the worksheet. But the buyer's order is what you want to have in your hand to study to find out exactly what the outdoor price is, because the worksheet is not a legal document. The top line was the deal asking price, which was... $22,644. Ernie discounted it by $644 as promised. Uh, the $449 dock fee was there, as he told us on the phone in just a few minutes ago when I when we walked in. But we were expecting it and factored this into our consideration. So there you are. Tom agreed to it. Ernie then requested, I'll need your driver's license to move toward with financing. So here we're actually buying the car. I mean, this is a shopping report where uh, Asian Lighting, that's speaking as if I were Asian Lighting, my brother-in-law, is actually buying this car uh, from the uh, Chevrolet dealer. All the dealership was quite uh, busy. Ernie efficiently managed everything all the way up until uh, Tom was escorted into the finance office. Uh, before this, Ernie talked with us about extending uh, the warranty while discussing the impact to his payment, Tom and I concluded 
with all the, with all with the way we maintain vehicles seems right to go for it. I'm not sure what he meant by that. If you maintain your vehicle, I would think you you might not want to go for it. But uh, that was Tom's decision, uh, and uh, now we get to look in the finance office, which is rare because we don't normally buy the car. Um, but in this case here, and Agent Lighting let her brother-in-law go in, uh, and that's because it's a real purchase. And he wanted, she wanted his brother-in-law to have the privacy of discussing his personal financial issues with the uh, finance manager. I decided to leave before they signed the papers. I don't want to intrude on your private credit business, I said, and stepped out of the F&I box. But once they finished, Tom handed me the papers. Here, take pictures from the mystery shop, he said, smiling. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but <laughs> I think that probably, I think they must have missed that. Anyway, overall, they felt they had a great experience and got a great deal. In the end, even my father-in-law benefited because he got a, we call it in the uh, trade, the dealer, auto dealer trade, a bird dog. He received a $100 referral fee. Uh, we're sending them to Ernie. Even though uh, they're his friends, it's a nice gesture, Tom remarked. So, there we are. We have the documents uh, supporting the fact that there uh, were no other surprises. Uh, there, were, there, was, there was a place on the vehicle buyer's order that could have been a surprise, but it wasn't used. Uh, whether they use it sometimes, uh, maybe in this case here, because... My brother-in-law, meaning the, you know, the shopper that bought the car, uh, was a friend of the salesperson. So maybe that was a factor. But who cares? It was a mystery shopping report, and uh, there were no surprises, which is a real plus. And uh, we have the paperwork, paperwork to document that. The only thing they had to pay were government fees, and that was for the registration and the paper tag and the uh, license plate. So we uh, have all the information on C. Harper Chevy in Vernon, Pennsylvania. We will vote on it. And I remind you every week to please take into consideration that there are no perfect dealers. Uh, just uh, there's no perfect anything, especially car dealers. And so we have to create on a curve. And uh, an average car dealer, which is not a very good place to be, well, but we have to be there because we buy cars. The average car dealer is a C. If he's a, if he's a terrible car dealer, he's an F. If he is an incredibly good car dealer, and I mean incredibly good uh, with respect to all the car dealers, then you get an A. We practically never give an A out, and we don't give very many Fs out either. We're in the middle. So keep that in mind when you uh, send your votes in. And uh, how are we doing, Rick? We got any? We've got some coming in. Okay. Uh, Negan One says, sounds like an A to me. And here with Jonathan in Palm Coast, surprising dealership. Let's give them an A. <clears throat> Bob says A for Harper Chevy. Watching for text messages coming out. Joseph Kelleher, B would be an A without the dock fee. Over here we have, uh, da, 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 here we go, okay. Uh, pretty decent upfront price. This is from, sorry, from Jonathan Fraidley. He says, pretty decent upfront price. 
with no add-ons. B, Tim Gilliland, B+. Tom Steckel, B++++. Same dock fee as last week's Pennsylvania dealer. Just sell the car for $24,400 with no dock fee, and it would be an A. Uh, to Larry Rubin, we use the, the A through F scale. And Cliff's Picks says B. And oh, another text coming in. It appears this dealership was totally transparent from start to finish, and for that, they get an A from me. That's from Anonymous. See if we get any more coming in there. Ah, here's Kyle in Pennsylvania. B, oh, no. Yep, no. B, it would be an A without the dock fee. Makes me proud to be from Pennsylvania. I live in Sodom and Gomorrah now. <laughs> Larry Rubin, a B. Compared to Dade, a, uh, Dade County, AAAA plus 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 plus. Wow. It's got us pretty well caught up for YouTube. Oh, nope, here's one more text coming in. Frank from Jupiter Farms says, finally, a refreshing report. A. I I agree. I say the, the dock fee small, but it's it's there. So I'm going to give them an A minus. I'm going to give them a little knockdown. But other than that, this looks like the place that if you're local in Pennsylvania, anywhere near this C. Harper Chevrolet, that's a place to buy a car. Yeah, the, uh, the sin, the crime is not the dock fee uh, or the junk fee. It's hiding the junk fee or the dock fee. And uh, that is pure deception. And uh, i I be honest with you, I don't even know why they have a dock fee. Why would they, when they disclose the dock fee up front, I guess it's because maybe all the other dealers are doing the same thing. I'm not really sure why they do it. Uh, the only motivation any car dealer has for any sort of a hidden fee is to hide it. <laughs> Once you know how to hidden fee, uh, it's no longer a sin. So. Uh, I, I agree with your. I, I agree with all the scores. I think that A's and B's uh, make sense. What do you think, Nancy? Um, I uh, I just love the mystery shopping report uh, for two reasons. Uh, no surprises. That's the greatest thing. Transparency, and uh, for that, I give them an A plus. Wow, that's amazing. I don't think we've ever had an A plus. Well, like I said, no surprises. Yeah. Uh, it is just amazing that right up front, uh, you know, they were told what the outdoor price was going to be. Mm -hmm. So for that, I give them an A plus. Transparency, big sale. That that would have to be one of the most painless experiences that we have seen yet. Yes, absolutely. And and folks, I got to say for anyone that hasn't listened to the show in, uh, for our, as long as we've been doing this, we have had cases where our mystery shoppers have literally almost run out of the dealership with salesmen chasing them down, yeah. literally almost with whips and chains attempting to drag them back in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, it's horrifying, some of the stories we've had. Yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. something like this just is, is that burst of sunshine it, it's that hair that's on fire when they realize uh, that the out the door out the door fee out the door price wasn't at all. Yep. 
you like know, they something were told. I, I thought about this uh, just now. I should have thought about it before we did the shopping report. But uh, I wonder if there's any, uh, I wonder if, uh, was it C? I wonder if they're doing that in their advertising, too, because it was verbally disclosed. I wonder in their advertising if they disclose it. Uh, they might not have advertised this particular truck, but uh, that's where where most of the sins are with uh, junk fees is hiding them in their advertising. Right. And they right. quote them and they hide them and you don't find out about find out about them until you get into the box. And then it's too late, and you've already bought a car, basically, and you just signed a whole bunch of papers. Yeah. But I'm going to give them an A. Uh, I, I'm not going to go to an A plus. I'm just very. That's a. Uh, that's, that's certainly um, impressive. I think maybe because Nancy's from Pennsylvania. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, it, it's just that mortal sin that I call it. And yes, I am from Pennsylvania, and it is a mortal sin. Uh, that these car dealers do what they do and the salesmen go along with it and they they really take advantage and they could be so transparent and the customers would come. Uh, going back to Amazon, we had uh, Bob from Lake Park called in uh, about 15, 20 minutes ago and he was uh, uh, a little skeptical of the uh, uh, of the the good that this Amazon thing with Hyundai, the partnership with Amazon and Hyundai have. And uh, again, it goes, it goes to one thing. The Amazon price, I can, I can guarantee you, will be a transparent price with no surprises. Everything you buy on Amazon, and two-thirds of the world buys something on Amazon. Uh, a lot of people buy almost everything they buy on Amazon. The price is the price. When's the last time? You, well, first of all, you buy it online. Uh, you you have it in the in front of you with a with the picture of the price, and and then you hit your buy button, and then you look and they say it's being shipped, and they tell you the price there. You go to your account. There's no way they can hide the price. So, this Amazon thing will allow you to find out about those hidden fees. One last note here from Donovan. He brought this in a little earlier. He says, many forget that Tesla sold cars on Amazon in 2017, and it ended up being a big issue. I suspect the same may happen with Hyundai. It might. Uh, <coughs> the only thing I could think of is that uh, I, I, I know people think that I put people on a pedestal our companies on a pedestal, uh, you know, like Tesla and, and Consumer Reports and Amazon. But uh, Amazon is just too smart not to have done their research on this. They don't want uh, a lot of litigation, uh, but they're not afraid of litigation. They, uh, they, they have a team that they know that if we do this, you know they're going to get sued, but are they going to win? And if and if they're going to win, can they finance the lawsuit? You bet. They got more money than the government. That's a slight exaggeration. But, well, not to mention that six years—that yeah. that six years ago—Amazon's yeah. ironed out their system so well that exactly. I think it's okay. going to be pretty cool. 
Absolutely. Folks, uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We definitely enjoy your company. You make the show. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll be right back here next Saturday morning at 8 a.m.